What's up, guys? Welcome to Broke and Stressed, a PT student podcast where we talk about our lives as broke and stressed physical therapy students. Throughout grad school, you'll come to find that the struggles that you're having happen all the time to thousands of students across the country. You are not alone. This podcast will share our personal stories and walk you through how we overcame some of our own struggles. I'm your host, Ruben. Let's have some fun, have some good conversation, and let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Broken Stress. In this episode, we are joined by Amanda Orr, all the way from California. Say hello, Amanda. Hi, guys. So Amanda is a recently graduated PT student. She is now officially a doctor of PT, but she's, we're just talking about this right before we press record. We're, she's in this <laughs> weird phase where she's not a student anymore, but she's a doctor of PT, but she isn't certified. It's like a weird, weird little transitional phase that she's in but she is currently studying for NPTE which I'm sure anyone that just graduated is undergoing the same kind of stress that she's going through so we'll talk a little bit about that Um, but let me let me just shut up real quick and let Amanda introduce herself Uh uh-oh Technical difficulties, guys. I think. (laughs) It's not letting her unmute, guys. Oh, no. What the heck? Oh, my goodness. There we go. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Okay. All right. Okay. I guess maybe I clicked the button. I guess I didn't want Amanda to talk, but now you can (laughs) talk, Amanda. (laughs) Okay. So I'm kind of in that weird transition, like Ruben said. Um, I'm studying for my NPTE right now. I finished my final clinical rotation back at the end of August, and I kind of had to start studying for my NPTE while I was on rotation since I'm planning on taking the October NPTE, and I'm I was just telling Ruben, I'm getting so anxious right now. It's just kind of crazy that it's kind of the end of this kind of student journey, kind of going into the clinician journey. So it's just kind of like that whoa right now. So it's kind of that crazy transition. But Mm -hmm. it's exciting. It's kind of like, I don't know, seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel that we've all been facing for the past few years. And for you guys starting out, you guys are seeing (laughs) the journey starting. And it's just kind of like, whoa, it's that, ah. This is that light. This is crazy. I don't know. This has gone by so fast. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, if you were to rate your stress right now, zero to ten, what are how stressed are you? Oh, an eleven right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. So, are you studying literally all day, every day? So I actually started out that way, and because I was so stressed and everything, and I was trying to study after my long like like long days of work, which could be like nine to 10 hours. And then I went, this is too much. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took a step back and I go, well, what's the most effective way? And I go, when I was in PT school, I would try to study for eight hours a day and that didn't work. So I used to study like in like two hour, four hour, six hour increments. So now that's what I do. And I've noticed my scores have been going up. So I've kind of learned that less is more. So Yes. For you guys that are on your PT journeys right now, remember less can be more. Yes, absolutely. I remember the first year you're spending time in the library for like 
I swear is there all Saturday and Sunday. Like, <laughs> yep, I was the same. Uh, it just feels like so long ago already that I was sitting like in my library or my apartment, just studying all day. You guys know those millions of midterms or like exams that you have all piled into like a week or two. Ugh, mm -hmm. I do not miss that stress at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're on the topic of reminiscing about PT school for you. What's bring up a tradition that I have on my podcast where we talk about an embarrassing moment from PT school um, that you want to go ahead and share with everyone, all the listeners. Oh, goodness. Um, let's see. Okay. So this was actually after my midterms of my first term. So mind you, I was just like so excited and everything to be done with our first set of midterms. I think we had like 12 or 13 tests. It was ridiculous. And I do not drink very much for like people who know me. And I blacked out for the first time in my life. I have never, I've always been a lightweight. And for oh, me, no. it was just, it was the worst. And I actually, I don't know how long I blacked out for until my friend shook me awake. And it was so bad. I just, oh my goodness. It was, it was the worst thing of my life and I oh my gosh I was like I never want to relive this again it was the worst feeling when I woke up the next morning well yeah we're, I'm assuming you were just super hungover oh gosh and I was living with my aunt and uncle at the time because it was my first year of PT school so mm -hmm. it was like I had to like go home that night and it was just like oh I felt like the walk of shame when I got up in the morning oh my god <laughs> it was the worst it's okay you earned it. You studied hard. And I think it wouldn't be PT school without going out for a couple of drinks with your classmates after a rough series of exams, right? Oh, gosh. It's, yeah, it feels like that's the end of every single exam period. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Just, guys, let's just be all be sad together and just cry about this together. I know. And that's why I like the camaraderie afterwards. I Oh you my know, gosh. This might suck, but we're all in it together. We're all in it yes, together. Yes, that's so true. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, like, we we're talk um, talking about your MPTE prep. What, like, materials are you using? I, my class, we went in on, like, a deal for, like, I think it's score builders. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's the book where that we're using. What have you been using or what have, what have, you, have you found? Ooh. So be prepared. I am... A bit of an extreme person so lord where i begin um so my class purchased the score builders books too some of us did so that was one of the books that was actually the first book i started studying with back in like april i think because that was a really good book to start with i ended up doing the score builders um oh what is it called it's one of the fun little programs i can't remember it right now i'm still ahead. Um, most of my class ordered the therapy ed books too, because one of our instructors, um, actually taught us for our therapy ed course. Um, I'm doing Kyle Rice's and PT pass system and then PT final exam. And then I actually did the big, um, and the final frontier mega review this weekend, which was a lot, but I recommend for you guys who are going to study for the MPT in the future, kind of look into that too. It was pretty interesting actually. So. There's so many resources. Just when you guys start preparing, just be prepared. It's the most overwhelming thing you guys will experience. It's so much. But yeah, there's there's a lot. I'm a bit extreme because I really, really want to pass. But I think oh, all yeah. of us do. <laughs> so 
yeah and I've been yeah. hearing for weeks I need to pass I need to pass I need to pass <laughs> <laughs> no I think I'm the same way like I remember for the GRE which is I mean obviously nowhere close to what oh. the MPT is but I, I think I went overboard I remember I got like six different study books I would study like instead of going out on Friday nights um I would be studying right in this corner actually in this corner um, oh, at this oh, desk man. um and my friends would all be in my apartment because there'd be a pre-gaming to go out and they'd be like you're oh, coming out I'm like no I'm gonna study and they'd come back drunk as a skunk at 4 a.m rolling in barely stumbling in through the door and I'm still in the same exact spot studying so I think I'm just gonna replicate what you're doing I'm gonna be pretty extreme <laughs> too so I am not looking forward to that you know what's funny is actually watching your story today on Instagram I yeah. started listening to Kyle Rice's NPTE clinical files on on Spotify oh while I was just walking around I'm like oh my god I gotta start studying now yeah, his, I've been listening to his podcast for a little while now because, like, I mean, there's so many different ways to study, and I was not, like, somebody who was, like, an, I guess, an audiological learner, and I just could not process it, but he just makes it so easy to, like, visualize mm-hmm. and think in a different way, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is so interesting, and actually, I had gone down for a job interview, I think it was, like, a week or two ago. And I listened, and I'm from Northern California, so I listened to his podcast all the way down to Southern California, which is like seven hours one way and seven hours back. So I don't even know how many episodes I listened to his, but yes, his podcast is so good. Mm -hmm. When would you recommend, when did you start studying? So you're taking it in October, like next, how many weeks from now? Or what's the test date? So the 27th. as of now, I'm currently deciding if I want to keep it the 27th, actually, or delay it by like a week. Mm-hmm. So I'll have an update on that. <laughs> I'm still kind of, it's just that I just feel like I need extra time. I'm a bit of a person who's like, I don't want to just be at the bare minimum. I like to be a little bit more above. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's just like crazy. It's like the single digit numbers now. It's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start studying? Um, let's see. Gosh, I think I started like sort of on and off back at the beginning of April. Um, because I just finished my final or sorry, my second rotation at like the end of March. And we kind of got pu- we got pulled off actually two weeks early from our second rotation because that was the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was in Hawaii for my second rotation, actually. So it was literally just getting pulled off my rotation. Then I had to fly back and it was like kind of recuperating for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then I started studying like a little bit more. Cause I was like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my rotation was supposed to start for my final one at the beginning of May, but mm-hmm. I actually got delayed until June. So oh, I had to wait okay. like an extra four weeks anyways. So I was like, ah, might as well start. So I shouldn't be as anxious as I am considering I did start a little earlier, but it was tricky kind of once I got in rotation because it started getting really busy at my site. So it was like, oh, good thing I started a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like like we were talking about earlier, it's always better to start early in little bits and increments, you know, just get that, get those reps in and not procrastinate, which I know most people listening to this probably do. 
such as myself. So I'm going to make sure I try not to procrastinate when I start studying for this, which I guess I haven't since I started listening to, you know, MBT podcast. I'm taking some steps. That's that's a step forward, right? Mm -hmm. It's the start. I mean, it's tricky to get started because you just want to get that motivation and it's hard to like just go into like a book because you've been dealing with like reading books and like information, research, all of that for the past few years. So going into another test book, you're just like, oh my gosh, I have to look <laughs> at this book. I have to learn all this all over again. And it's just like, that was tricky. Mm-hmm. That was hard yeah. to get back into that mode again. After, mm-hmm. t- after basically like doing like a full on rotation where you really don't have to do that, kind of going back into like, oh my gosh, school mode. I have yeah. to go study again. That's yeah. really hard. Yeah. So compare this type of studying to like, let's say your hardest finals week in PT school or the hardest set of exams. Like where would you say this ranks? For this kind of studying, like a yeah, scale for, zero to 10? Mm-hmm. Oof, I'm going to think about that. I would say probably a seven or an eight, not quite as extreme. Okay. Because... I'm finding that a lot of the information that you're studying, it's like you should know it already because you've seen the information before. Yeah. Some stuff may or may not be new that you've seen, but most of it is kind of like kind of getting it back from maybe like your first term of PT school, which like that was my patho class is like my, one of my first classes. So I had to go back and like oh, review patho. patho. I oh, know. Nice. And that, and oh, like upper extremity anatomy like all of that stuff I had to start out with because that was like my first term (laughs) it's just kind of like having to recollect stuff but it's Mm -hmm. not like you're learning a ton of new material so that's why I wouldn't quite give it a 10 but it's still okay okay so a lot of it will it'll be like oh I I remember this and you might just need Mm -hmm. to review it a little bit okay thank goodness yes it was it's kind of nice in that sense yeah because I'm I'm assuming all the stuff all the topics that I was looking over in the podcast was like oh I know I've can remember this like this sounds vaguely familiar Mm -hmm. this isn't like brand new for the most part Mm -hmm. nice do you have any tips for anyone um either taking planning on taking empathy soon or that's going to be taking it soon i would say the most important part is not overstudying because i was doing that because that's the kind of person i am (laughs) same yeah you have to remember to also give yourself time to kind of digest the information, which if you, you followed on my Instagram stories, I, I do other crazy little things um, to be able to kind of get my mind off of stuff. Like um, I got into building Legos, which I know is kind of a kid's thing, but um, that kind of gave me time to, I was kind of like going through everything and I'm like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe I remembered this. And I would recite stuff to my family because none of them are in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And they would always ask like, what is this condition? So that's kind of what I would recommend. And also definitely try to teach somebody who doesn't understand anything in healthcare. That's probably oh, the best Oh, that's way. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that you can retain like up to like 90% of your information that way. And it's like, if you can teach it to somebody who doesn't understand anything, that's the best way. I think, mm-hmm. so I think go that's how I used to study too. I used to, this is mm-hmm. going to sound weird. I used to pace around in the library and talk to myself and pretend that I was teaching myself. 
Hey, you know what? That's actually a great way though, because you're just like kind of like recollecting it and saying it to yourself. I'm like, actually, I think that's a great way. That's not an unusual way. That's a cool <laughs> way. <laughs> it lo- it's cool to me. And then you look at the guy, like you look at someone else, they're like, why is that guy pacing back and forth? <laughs> just talking to himself. <laughs> but hey, hey if- I'm getting I'm gonna get the A, so you can laugh all you want. Yeah, I mean that's you do you. <laughs> that's the thing, it's like <laughs> everybody studies and everybody's different so it's like for me um like for me I the way I remember stuff is corny too um Mm -hmm. I'm a big music lover I grew up with it so I've come up with some of these corny songs I can't remember you make your own songs well yeah to help remember that is incredible yeah I I don't emphasize that part very much because it's it's kind of silly and it's just like no that's awesome that's definitely gonna stick in your memory if you make your own freaking song Mm -hmm. oh yeah and i learned that from geriatrics because they said that the last part of like somebody who has like alzheimer's or dementia Mm -hmm. music is last thing to go Mm -hmm. so i was just like could we use this for something else and i Mm -hmm. tested it out with my patients that did have like dementia and stuff and i'm like Oh my god, they remember all the words. They remember everything. And then you can get them to do exercises too. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Aw. That, that warms my heart a little bit. I know, and they're so cute. I just love them. <laughs> I can see you getting all worked out. I love it. Uh, I love my I miss patience. That was the hardest part about like starting to study for the MPT and not really getting to do as much clinical care. That was a hard transition. Because mm-hmm. I love people. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Where do you plan on working? Do you have an idea? I think we've talked about this on Instagram, but for everyone listening. Oof. So that's very tricky right now. And actually, I was just talking with my, my brother is home, and he hasn't been up to Northern California in like a year, I think. So mm-hmm. um, he lives down in San Diego, which is where I went to school. And I would like to go back down there and if possible, start in like an outpatient ortho or neuro clinic. We'll see what happens though. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. My, I mean, my true dream is to work at a UC, like um, UCSF was like my dream for many years to be able to work there. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind going down to like UCLA, UC San Diego. I, I kind of was narrow-minded because I grew up near San Francisco, so I always saw like San Francisco is like the big city. Mm-hmm. But now, because um, I've lived in so many different places, I'm like, oh, there's so many other opportunities. But neuro, I think outpatient ortho or neuro would be a great place for me to start, and that's kind of an area that I definitely want to explore more. Ooh, but that'd be cool. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You never know the journey changes. Yeah, exactly. Wherever the wind takes you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then let's talk about all the stuff that you're involved in outside of PT school, which is oh. essentially a lot of PT advocacy, advocating for us as a profession, advocating for us in the community. So why don't you talk a bit a little, a little bit about the roles and responsibilities you have in the various organizations you're in? Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to have to start out. So um, one of my biggest roles that I have right now is I am the advocacy chair for the California Student Special Interest Group. So that group is basically a group of students um, and we're 
we could all be from the same school. Um, most of us are from different programs around the state of California, um, from PTA programs or PT programs. And what we do is we provide students with different opportunities to like get involved. Um, maybe with like advocacy, it could be with like professional development. Um, we actually had a big panel last month that was really cool because we explored different physical therapy like specialties. Like we had like canine therapy and all these different kinds, which is amazing. Canine therapy. Oh. I know. And we had like um, we had somebody that did performing arts therapy, which is really really cool. So um, let's see. I actually hosted a big advocacy luncheon, which was amazing. We had a panel. Um, I know you know Jane. So Jane spoke on yeah. the panel. Um, she was our final speaker speaking about her experience as a student rep for the House of Delegates, which is the big um, like federal level where they meet to discuss the different bills in physical therapy. And I had a few other people that spoke just about like the state advocacy, federal advocacy. I even had somebody that actually talked about local advocacy and how he involved it with advocating for his patients in the clinic. So that was a huge challenge and my committee definitely was challenged and I'm so thankful I have a wonderful committee right now. I have five people, which um, last year when I was a committee member, um, it was just me. <laughs> so this was a big challenge. No uh, way. Yeah, it was just me and the chair. So this year was like a huge change and it's nice because we've been able to promote advocacy in such a fun way because um, we started out with doing like Instagram videos promoting like particular bills and trying to make it a little bit of a more interesting way. So that's the big role that I have right now. The other big role I have is I'm the student trustee for all of the programs in California for the California uh, Political Action Committee. So what that committee does is basically we try to fund um, the California advocacy in promoting different bills to promote in California. Like everybody knows in California, there's the athletic trainers bill because that's a popular one because athletic trainers are trying to become certified right now in the state of California, but their practice act is very vague right now. So that's one. And then we have the independent contractors bill, which we're trying to have physical therapists still be independent contractors. So it's one of the bills that we have, but my job was fun because I got to promote that to the students to donate to the different programs. And that was really cool because I got to meet so many different students in different programs and I got to talk to the program chairs that way. So that was another fun job. And I got to meet all the big wigs in the state that have been in PT advocacy. Gosh, like I think one of them he's been in for like over 30 years in PT advocacy. So oh, it's like crazy. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like this new person, just kind of learning the ways. And there's somebody who's like, he knows every single person in like the legislative. It's like, oh my God, you just feel kind of like intimidated by this, which Absolutely. I did at least at first. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those are the two big roles I have right now. And I did a few roles when I was um, a student um, on my campus in our um, Student Physical Therapy Association. But um, I was president, and then I was also our student advocacy liaison, just really promoting out to our school in general. So those are kind of the big roles that I had, and they were fun. Um, I definitely got to meet really awesome people that I never would have had I not done these roles. Like, that's awesome. I'm cheering you on for your APTA <laughs> ones. 
I've definitely been following the APTA elections because I love the student assembly. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, I really so. like them. What made you want to get into advocacy to begin with? So funny story. Uh-oh, another funny story. <laughs> we got two today in this episode. Okay. Um, I actually had no idea what PT advocacy was when I came into PT school. Um, and I was our student, uh, our class representative for my class, um, along with Jane. And one of my friends goes, hey, we have this position open for student advocacy liaison on our association. Do you want to run? <laughs> and I had no idea what this was. And as soon as I, <laughs> I know it's horrible. I just got chosen for the position and I fell in love with it. I, I went, wanted to go into advocacy for like diversity and everything from a very young age because I grew up with two very different backgrounds. I actually grew up with an Asian descent background and also a Germanic descent background. And so a big part of me wanted to advocate a lot for diversity. And then I went, oh my God, I can advocate for the PT profession too. So I researched and I got to talk to our, um, actually our PT uh, advocacy person, um, our faculty on campus, and he's pretty awesome. Like he helped me a lot with getting more involved with the state and everything. And that's how I got kind of into my positions today. So funny story there, how I started. That's cool. You know, what's funny though is when I first spoke to a lot of the people, like for example, APTA uh, Student Assembly, the NOMCOM, a lot of them had no idea what the APTA Student Assembly Board was. So people who end up in these positions hardly ever know that these positions exist or what you do for them. And they just end up in the role and they end up falling in love with it. And I think that's kind of beautiful in the fact that, you know, like a lot, like rock stars can be born out of like literally just anyone and anyone could have an impact in like whatever profession whatever they want to do mm -hmm. exactly and it, that's the cool part and I think that's what what makes it fun is like when you don't know something and you can learn about it and you're like oh my god maybe this could be something that I could get really involved with and you're just like how can I pursue this further something to think about <laughs> yeah do you see yourself uh, staying in advocacy even after being a, a couple years down? I actually applied for the same committee that I am on right now to stay on as a PAC member. Hey. Contingent on my, my passing my license exam. Which you That's, will. Which you will. Let's, let's say it out loud. <laughs> will you win I will pass? pass this exam. There you go. Positive affirmations. Yes. You got this. I, nice. Oh, this is and crazy. Many, many years down the line, you're going to be that person that people are going to look at you and be like, oh my gosh, she's been in this for forever. She knows all the big people. That's going to be you. And someone's going to say the same shit about you. And it's going to be I great. hope so. That would mm -hmm. be awesome. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. Yeah, that would be, that'd be a dream. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So what are some big takeaways that you've learned about yourself and how you've grown just being more and more involved in PT advocacy, like just not even just as a clinician, but as like a person, like how have you grown? So one way I've grown is I've definitely, I don't want to say become more jaded, 
I used to be very naive when I first started PT school. I was like, oh my gosh, everything's so happy and dandy. And then you see in advocacy, it does not go that way. So I definitely became a lot more vocal, I would say. <laughs> and um, it was nice because I was able to be a voice for so many people, which I had, I used to be very shy. So for me, I would always expect somebody else to be the voice for me. And it was nice to be able to be an advocate for my students, be an advocate for everybody in the profession, and even for patients. And I think that's so nice to be able to help them in a different way than just being there as their clinician, being their advocate. And I think that's something that is important for us going into the future of physical therapy because we're going to really need to be advocates, especially with like the CMS cuts and everything going on. It's like, Oh, what a time to be a PT right now. <laughs> but that would probably be the biggest thing right now. And definitely making a lot of uh, connections, I guess. That would be another big takeaway. That was unexpected and amazing. Definitely something that was fun. Yeah. And for anyone that's listening, that's considering maybe even like considering you in pursuing advocacy, they don't even know where to start. What, what would you recommend to them? So one thing I would recommend, just go to the APTA Action app and just send out a letter. I mean, uh, a big start would have been the CMS letters. That would have been, I mean, just even sending a letter, um, even donating to your pack, like the PT pack um, for the APTA, Donating like $20 could go a long way to helping them keep advocating for our profession. Those are probably the two biggest ways and anybody can do it, which is awesome. So I'd say start there. It may not, it may seem small, but it could be a big thing in the long run. So yeah, I would say that. Definitely. I, I like agree. I think that was one thing I said in one of my candidate statements when I ran, ran for communication of directors is, you know, although one person can, might do an action that's see may seem insignificant but if that if more people do it that adds up you know that compounds and becomes a greater thing and more change can actually happen just starting off with just that one thing it's a domino effect or snow, mm -hmm. snowball domino same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say it's the same thing i think but yeah so like I think that's one thing that got gets people discouraged is like, oh, APTA, you need a position. You need to like have this formal like say or this title. But really like that's the whole point of advocacy is like mm -hmm. having people be able to be heard regardless yep. of how big or small their voice may appear. Like everyone's voice is equal. Everyone should have a say. Yep, I agree with you 100% there. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. And... I think, Amanda, that's going to kind of wrap up everything I have for today's episode. Do you have any closing remarks or anything you want to say to all those struggling, broken, stressed PT students out there? So one thing I would say to you guys, if you guys have a day where you feel discouraged, um, there's one thing I always say to myself um, when I feel like I'm going to give up. I always say, use that to fuel your fire. Use that to fuel what drove you into PT. Use that as like your keep motivating yourself because if you keep that fire going no matter what happens you'll just you'll get there like for me I was told that I was going to fail out of PT school and I almost did my first term actually 
and I kept telling myself, I'm not going to fail out of PT school. And I smiled the day I got my degree. So if you're really struggling and you feel like you're just kind of at your end, just take a look back and write a positive saying that you will do it. Because I promise you, we keep to that, you will be able to do it. Damn, that was... Those are some good words right there, Amanda. <laughs> that was awesome. I really like that. That was really motivational. Yeah. You gotta gotta motivate. Gotta keep going with it. It's it's a big and amazing dream. You are amazing. Now let's use that energy and turn that back towards you because <laughs> you're gonna do great on the NPT. Okay. Thank you're you. Be great. And with that, guys, that's gonna conclude today's episode. Thank you, Amanda, for hopping on. Thank you, Ruben. This is so much fun. And thank you guys for listening. And like always, we'll see you in the next episode. Later, guys. Later. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to today's episode of Broken Stressed. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to smash that follow or subscribe button to get notified whenever new episodes are released. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on YouTube or Instagram. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.